Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. We're starting a new sermon series called For the People in the Back. And you, if you've ever heard this before, you've heard preachers like say like, oh, this is for the person in the back or whatever. And this sermon series is going to based off of people who feel in the back, people who feel like they're put to the side, you know. And so I want this message to really impact you if you feel like you have been put on the side, been, you know, rejected or have felt insecure about certain things or you have like a fear that you can't like let go of. And so those are for the next three weeks. We'll be talking about those three different categories, rejection, insecurity and fear. And so tonight we're talking about rejection. Um, I'm gonna start with a little story, a, a little illustration, uh, like a little, you know, irrational fear of mine. Um, I, I, I usually say like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything, you know, I only, you, you, have you ever heard those people say, oh, I only fear God, I don't fear anything else? Like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, you, you're afraid of something, right? And so I, if I had to think of what I was afraid of, I would say, I would say like, uh, for some reason it would be like spiders or like, like snakes, like stuff like that. Like, I'm guessing like types of reptiles. I don't like that at all. It's trash. I don't like it. They just scare me. And it's one of those things that is like, it's just, I don't like being around those things. I don't like talking about those things. I don't even like thinking about those things. I'm just like, yo, put that to the side. I don't want to, mm, I don't want anything to do with it. But while we may have all, you know, we have weird fears. All of us do. And some of them are silly, but some of them are serious. We all have a common fear, even if we're unaware of it. And that's rejection. Um, and I want to give you a few statistics on what rejection looks like. Um, what rejection does, and now if you don't know what rejection is, you've probably never been through it or endured it. But what rejection does is when someone basically turns you off or someone who doesn't really pay attention or someone who doesn't really value you for who you are. And that's what rejection does. Rejection lowers, it, I, I read a few statistics. Rejection lowers our IQ. Rejection creates anger and aggression. And rejection destabilizes our need to belong. It's a large scale of rejection. A lot of and, and I do agree with a lot of these things. A lot of things that I've been rejected by have always brought, got me upset. It's always got me aggressive. I've always had, I've always felt like I wasn't smart enough or, you know, I wasn't good enough. And rejection does destabilize the need to belong, to believe, the need to belong to somebody. And so that's what rejection really does. That's what rejection really hits. I, for me, rejection has hit me to the point where I can almost feel it. I can almost feel the rejection because, uh, a, another story, um, I was 11 years old at the time. Yo, I was, I was in love with this girl at 11 years old and I was all innocent. You know, I didn't know who she was, but I just thought she was beautiful. I, I like, I was thinking of like, like marrying her, like as an 11 year old, like, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why am I thinking like that? Um, she wasn't that holy, <laughs> but, but the thing was, was that I was, I was so blinded by innocence. I was like, oh, she's just, she just seems amazing. So 11-year-old me, being the idiot, I asked her out, and 
Um, and obviously she rejected me. She was, I think she was what, two years older than me. And so she was already in, uh, yeah, she was 13. So she was about to get into high school. And, um, and she was like, oh, no, you're just not my type. You're just not my type. And everyone says that you're not my type, whatever. If God sends you someone that's not your type, don't complain. Right. So, so basically, but to make it a little bit more personal, after she had rejected me, she had to tell everyone and her mama about what I had told her. And what this did was this really hindered me and some of my friends' relationships in our youth group. This was right, well, this was way before family life when we started coming to family life. And so it caused a lot of friendship problems. Like they thought I was crazy. They thought I was weird. Like, why would you ask her that type of question, bro? You knew you had no chance or whatever. And so that happened. And for the past, I think for the past two months, no, no one really ever talked to me. Now that's very doom and gloom and depressing, but it's the reality of what rejection does. And that was one of the biggest things that rejection did to me as a kid. Um, it's that need to belong. I didn't feel like I belonged. I was very angry and upset for the past two months. Have you ever felt that way? Where it's been, it feels like forever you've been angry about something that was put, that made you be put to the side. You know, and so rejection causes more than just like a thought like, oh, I was rejected. No, now it's like, man, I feel rejected. I feel rejected. A question that you have to ask yourself is, have you ever felt paralyzed by rejection? The good news is that Jesus models how to overcome rejection. Tonight we're going to look at that. We're going to look at how Jesus teaches us how to respond to rejection. Hebrews 12.3 says this, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, that you will not grow weary or lose heart. Jesus suffered extreme hostility and rejection from other people. But scripture shows us that he endured it. So a great word God gave me a couple of days ago before I finished this message. He really spoke to me that I started to embrace it, and that's why I became rejection in my life, because I embraced it. But what he helped me realize is if I accept the rejection, it's going to lead back to acceptance. What I mean by that is if I can accept that I come to the knowledge, not embrace it, not bringing rejection into my heart, but if I accept that I was rejected, get that, that I was, that means that God is going to transform my rejection into acceptance. And so with embracing rejection, it causes you to become that thing that you hated, which is being put to the side. And now you think to yourself, you put yourself to the side. Because I've realized this. People, if people call you an idiot, if people call you a loser, if that, and either or, whatever that looks like, if people call you those things, it's not really them that's hurting you when they tell you that, it's when you think that's who you are. And so it's all in the mind. If I think to myself, when someone calls me, man, dude, you're not good enough. If I think to myself, man, I'm really not good enough. I'm going to become what I think. I'm going to become what my thought process is. And so that's the whole dilemma. I'm not saying people should go away and be like, yo, you shouldn't like, like you can tell people don't say that. Like, don't say that to people or to me. Like, that's just not, that's just not nice or whatever. It's just not nice. But but I want, what I want you to understand is if someone does do that, if someone does reject you, you can't embrace it and think, oh, I'm going to be rejected again. 
and again and again. Because in life, I'm going to be honest with you, we're going to be rejected a lot. Believers are rejected all the time. We're rejected for our faith a lot of the times. Now, our faith is really fitting in this pandemic. We're really like praying. We're really reading our word. We're really getting into the groove of what our life is supposed to really look like. But but what I want to encourage you with is don't let rejection be who you are. Let it just come in and out like a grain of salt. And so wouldn't it be incredible that we learn how to endure it instead of letting it paralyze us? There's a scripture in Isaiah 53, 3 through 5. This was one of the prophecies that Jesus was going to be crucified. And he says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering a familiar, and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised. He was held in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet he considered him punished by God, uh, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was cursed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. Jesus was the most rejected person in the history of the world. He was murdered because of the rejection of others. Maybe you feel powerless to rejection. Maybe you've heard some of these phrases in your mind. Like I said before, like I'm a loser. There's something wrong with me. I'm not worthy of love. People don't love me because God doesn't love me. This, this, and that. So I already had shared a story of my personal rejection. Even though it was funny, I wanted it to be funny at first. I knew it was going to get depressing afterwards. But... But what I want you to understand is that God gets you. God gets you. And I think that's what people think, that God's on this high pedestal, and like he's somewhere where we just worship him. But the Bible has shown that the depression that I feel, he felt on the cross. The same anxiety I deal with, he felt that on the cross. The same pain and suffering, rejection, all this insecurity that I feel, he dealt with that at the cross. He didn't just do it to overcome my sin in my life. He done it so that he can understand. He understands me. So don't ever think that God's just this, this, because he is an all powerful entity. He's sovereign. He's powerful, but he also is your father. When you're a child of God, he's your father. And so understand that when it comes to that concept of knowing that he understands me, it helps you understand God a lot more. Even though sometimes he's the God of, obviously he's the God of mystery. But if you understand that he understands you, then you'll be able to get in a deeper relationship with God. Because he knows you, he understands you, he gets you. Even when other people don't. Um, so the, uh, if you're taking notes, if, uh, hopefully you took notes from some of the stuff I said. Not, not y'all, y'all are good. I was just talking about people online. Um, but, but the, I, I posted this on our Instagram page. And I want you to write this down. Jesus was rejected so that you can be accepted. Jesus was rejected so that you can be accepted. Psalm 118, 5 through 6 says, When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. For what mere mortals, do, what can mere mortals do to me? 
you have to ask yourself this. Do you feel distressed by the rejection from others? David did this in the scripture where I just read. He called out to the Lord to set him free. And he said, the Lord is with me. What mere mortals can do to me? What can they do? And so whatever message the enemy has been telling you, know that he will use rejection to cripple you from living the life that God has called you to. When you call on Jesus, he will set you free from rejection. And then you can confidently say, what can they do to me? And how do you apply this? We overcome rejection in a relationship with Jesus. Our relation, my relationship with God is obviously different than everybody else's. It's different with everyone. You know, I love my mom. I love my family, but God, me and God's relationship is a lot deeper because I understand that he has helped me overcome certain things that even my mom can't help me with or like, or like my closest friend can help me with or even, even people in the future that I become close friends with. None of them can really do that except Jesus in my own life. So I overcome rejection in a relationship with God. So how do you respond to this? I want to close with this. Verse 6 ends in Psalm 119. And it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So I want you to get this. Tonight with strong confidence, surrender rejection. Like I said, you accept it, but now you have to let it go. The hardest part is letting go of something that has easily irritated you for a long time. And so God wants you to give rejection to him. He wants you to give him your rejection and accept his gift of boldness. See, it's not talking about giving you your pride back or giving you this, this, this worldly confidence. God wants to give you his confidence for you to do the miraculous, for you to do the bold stuff in your life. Because rejection has stopped you from that. Rejection has stopped you from that. And so God wants you to know that if you give him your rejection, he's going to give you the boldness to do what he's called you to do. There's nothing that any man, woman, or any form of rejection could do when the Lord is on your side. And so I want to take this moment to pray as we're closing. And I want us to call on the Lord tonight by surrendering whatever pain you've experienced from rejection. I want you to give it to him tonight because if you hold it on, it's almost like complaining, if you know how complaining works. Complaining... If I hold my complaint too long, it's going to build up to the point where I'm going to let it out on someone. And so I have to understand that if I hold something that I'm not supposed to actually bear as a burden for too long, then I'm, it's going to come out somehow. And so God wants you to know, hey, give it to me. Give it to me. That's why in, in, in sometimes I ask myself, like, Lord, why do I feel like the only one rejected? Why are these other Christians not feeling rejected? They do. They do. Pastor Jacob, you don't look like you're rejected. I am all the time. Rejection comes from what you think. Sometimes you, people don't even have the intention of rejecting you. You just think that way. You, you know it that way. And so I want you to understand that rejection comes when you think about it, but God wants you to take it so that you don't throw it on someone who didn't mean it, who didn't mean it at all. This is where, 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 Forgiveness, reconciliation, and repentance comes from this rejection. And I want you to give that to God. You've been rejected probably by a family member, a friend, um, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever that looks like. You've been rejected. 
And I want you to know that because you've been rejected, God wants to accept you. God wants to accept you. So let's pray. He wants to pray for the pain that you feel from rejection. Father, we come to you right now from anyone who's watching this. Father, that they have felt rejection in a way that they can feel it rather than just think it. Father, they've been numb to the rejection for so long that they're just used of it, that they just accept that they're rejected, but Lord, they're not. In your kingdom, they're not. In your, in your holiness, holy places, they are children of the living God. And so, Father, we call upon you right now to heal any pain of rejection, discouragement, something that's blocking them from, from, from receiving from you, from hearing from you, Father, from, from living the life that you've called them to, Father. I cast out all rejection, all backslides, Father, all things that when people put them to the side, Lord God, let that be a, a picture of them to get close to you, Father. If people reject, Father, they weren't meant to be with that person. They weren't meant to have that friendship. They weren't meant to have that relationship, Father. If they're rejected, it was for a purpose. It was for a reason that they get to be accepted by you. And so, Father, we ask for this pain to be released, this pain to be gone in the name of Jesus. Father, we cast out all rejection, all rejection, all rejection in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching this, uh, this hopefully short clip. I'm pretty sure we went over 20, which is kind of what I wanted, but thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week with week two. I have a guest speaker coming in. I'm not going to say who it is, but you'll see next week when it comes out. Love you guys.